Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chad Brather Show. It's Thursday. We'll probably get off the rails today, but I'm excited because uh, we got a special guest uh, via technology, via Skype. And uh, one of my Texas brothers that I always love to listen to is insight and hear what he has to say on his incredible show, Nino's Corner. And uh, you can find it at ninoscorner.tv. Uh, welcome to the show, David Nino Rodriguez. My brother, how are you? right now how nice is that that's awesome dude <laughs> that's awesome you uh before we got on here you're talking about you're out there at the ranch riding horses i'm like people i don't know if people realize how tall you are like you're you're a tall dude yeah six five two sixty five and let me tell you let me tell you these horses know it you know this these horses size me up when i when i went to get on this thing i was like uh-uh yeah i look like donkey it looks ridiculous. I have video of me riding this horse. It doesn't even look right, man. I mean, it looks so unnatural. But but uh, but it, he tripped. The horse lost its legging going down a decline, down a hill. I almost went headfirst over it. Thank God for my athlete, athleticism and, and boxing because I pulled myself out of that situation. I, I would have been gone. Yeah. Like this was bad. Like I, it would have been the most. And it's on. And it's on video. Yeah, because because I, that I was asking you, I was like, you gonna let that video get out? But some 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 things you don't want people to see, right? <laughs> I don't want anyone to see this. You just see my ass go in the air. That's it. <laughs> I was on a horse one time. I was on a horse one time uh, a few years ago, and this horse just wasn't having it. You know, just sometimes that horse has attitude, and like I don't want your fat ass on me. And so uh, it, it was rambunctious, and I had to take that horse off away from everybody else, and we had to have a come to Jesus meeting, right? Because I was like, I I'm not coming off of this horse, because because you with boxing and me as a catcher playing baseball, I, I like to believe that I've got a pretty good center of gravity, and and I'm you know it's always served me pretty well. But I was like. Like that one particular day, I was like, this is about to be a, a, a they're going to have to call 911 if this horse and I don't figure out how to come, you know, to an agreement oh, here. You know, and, you know and, and everyone's trotting and running with the horse. I'm like, guys, I'm 265 pounds. This horse does not, <laughs> you know, this horse is not in shape either. I get, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to push this horse. It's going to want me off it. I mean, the, when it lost its legging, I was like, oh, dude, I'm in for it. And we had like another hour to go on the ride or so. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I'm just happy I made it out alive. You're alive. You're looking good too, man. Hey, listen, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. But first of all, you, you're you're an El Paso native. You live in El Paso, Texas. Uh, that's home for you. Um, I know you love that city. You love that town. I do too. And I love Texas. And I've had some great times in El Paso. But I had somebody that said to me the other day on social media, they said the, the American southern border is is more secure than any border in the world and i said what what are you smoking like what what fantasy world are you living in to say that and i saw that you tweeted or, or you posted the other day on x twitter whatever they call it about how the el paso airport is just it's an embarrassment at this point what's going on down there it's disgusting it's like a third world field trip mm. uh you know Everywhere you go, there's there's people laying around the airport. Uh, you know, they all you, you can pretty you could spot them. First of all, they're everywhere. They outnumber regular people trying to fly out now. Mm. And you're at the El Paso airport. You see that they're they have they're wearing their you know. And look, I'm not I'm not trying to be 
discriminatory or prejudiced in any way, but I know when our system is being taken advantage of, and that's that's what's happening right now. They're getting on any flight they want. Uh, basically, they show up in their sweats, their sandals that they were given, the whatever sandals that were handed out to them. Mm. They had their plastic bags with their toothbrushes and their clothes in it. Um, you know, they're, they're there with their families. A lot of them are young military aged men. That's no joke. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the airport. That's just where they're flying out to anywhere they want to go on your tax dollar. They're also jumping over the, the, the wall. They're, they're coming over the, 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 the Rio Grande. They're just running across no holds barred. They don't care. Uh, it's a free for all. They're coming in by the hundreds and thousands. I don't know many, how many a day, but I know people that are in the border patrol saying, Bro, it's the floodgates have been open. It's just mm. open. There's just anybody who wants to come in, come in. Uh, I have friends that have uh, that own construction companies, demolition companies that are talking about how um, that it's such a it's a, it, the the border is so wide open that they're going back and forth freely. They're going. They, it used to be where they come over to America and they would have to stay here for a certain amount of time uh, because they couldn't just go back and get there. But now they're just going back, coming back and forth. Uh, the it's turned our border is an absolute joke. Yeah. My thing is this is that I have no doubt that this is going to get turned around. I, I don't. I, I I'm a firm believer that we're going to get this turned around. But the correction process on how long this is going to take to deport everyone they're, they're being used as cannon fodder. Mm. They're they're just expendables. So these illegals, I feel bad for a lot of them because a lot of them are trying to come here for a better life. But mo- a lot of them are also coming here. They know, hey, man, it's a free ticket. They get to live off the system. Who wouldn't come here from a third world country? We're in, but we're, we've opened the floodgates. We're letting everybody in. Mm. Who wouldn't come? They're running. They're wanted in their own country. They're probably going to go to prison. They're coming here. And that's the only life they know is, is, is crime. The only life they know is crime. And so my thing is, how are we going to send them back? How long is this deportation process going to take when you have to round up these people and send it back? And what kind of pushback are we going to get from the cartels? Yeah, that's true. And, you know, when you read uh, the stories that are coming out now, Venezuela's just turned loose like half a million of their criminals, just turned them loose, sent them to America. They're coming to our southern border. Um, the the European Union just released a study that said only 8% of the migrants coming into Europe from Northeast Africa and the Middle East are women. So that means 92% of them are males, typically fighting age, military aged males. That's the same thing that we're seeing. We're seeing that same kind of trend. Maybe not that extreme of a number percentage wise, ratio wise, but we're still seeing a majority. You see the trains that are coming north towards the the southern border um, and, you know, coming up through Mexico. And these trains are just filled with men. There's no women. There's no children. And I agree with you. There are a lot of people out there that are seeking a better life. That's why it's such a humanitarian crisis. Your heart and your compassion goes out to these people who who are trying to find something better for their families. I know if I lived down there and I was, you know, promised something in a place like America, I'd be bringing my family here, too. But that's not what we're seeing in the grand scheme of things. So you talked about a a correction there. I mean, what do you think is what's going to correct it? What do you think is going to change this scenario? Well, I think I, I look like anyone who watches my my show knows where I'm kind of leaning on this. I, I think there's not going to be a 2024 election. Mm. I, I don't believe that's going to happen. I think this there's going to be some some series of event or an event. We're pushing the Democrats into a corner where they're not going to be able to do anything but create some kind of chaos or event 
to try to steal the election again or try to make it go on their terms. And I think what we're going to see with Biden and Kamala is Democrat musical chairs to where they're going to start having to position themselves again. Because Biden is, in essence, the rotting corpse of the Democratic Party. They got to get rid of him. Yeah. And they don't know how to do that right now. It would be very easy if we impeach him. I say we don't do that. Let him hold on to this guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think when this happens, I think there's going to be some kind of event or something that happens to where uh, it's going to go in a different type of direction. So people need to be ready for that. I think this is going to go in a different direction because, listen, nothing's happened. No, no, we froze up on you, David. Hang on. We'll get you back here in a second. There, there you go. You're back. We'll pretend like that never happened. Keep, right, so, keep on talking. Yeah, you're talking about the musical yeah. chairs. You're talking about what's going to happen as we move into 24th. No problem. Let's keep talking about it. I think I think there's I think there's going to be some kind of panic moves that Democrats use uh, to try to stifle or or to take the election. And I think there's it's going to be some kind of event. And I'm not psychic. I'm not predicting anything. But I think that's where it looks like it's going because they cannot hold on to this guy anymore. They know they're going to lose with this guy. So there's going to be some kind of panic move that they create. Uh, and then when we take that back, I think the. I think the whole process of when the pendulum finally swings this direction uh, is going to be pretty brutal, but it's going to be a lot. I think the mass deportations that we've never seen at scale mm -hmm. that we've never seen as many that are coming in, they're going to be leaving because wow. they're, they're not going to be able to survive here. There's going to be nothing for them here anymore. Yeah. And, and, and I've heard in certain places, Mexico's built, finishing up the wall. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like it's a terrible, ter terrible euphemism, but it's kind of like when the locusts are finished in the field, man, they move on to another field, right? I mean, it's just they've, they've taken all the resources and all the freebies and the handouts they can get. And it's like, boom, we're off to the next thing. Uh, you mentioned there not being an election in 2024. And it's interesting to me because we've we've speculated ad nauseum about what they could possibly do with Joe Biden, because, you know, everybody out there knows Joe is a puppet. He's an installed puppet that's being controlled. And I don't think Joe knows. Knows that I think Joe thinks he's the actually the president like like Joe's hanging on you know with those you know bony little claws he's got he doesn't want to be kicked out of there but they know that Joe can't if there's going to be an election they know he can't run because anybody would want to face Joe Biden they would love to have that so they know they either got to do something with Joe or they've got to create some major disruption just the other day Hillary Clinton was doing an interview with uh, former you know press secretary Jen Psaki and she started bringing up this Russian collusion garbage again. Uh, and again, of course, they only believe that it happened in 2016 and 2020, and it's going to happen in 24. Uh, or I'm sorry, in 2016 and 24. They, she doesn't say anything about it happening in 2020 because they got the result they wanted, right? But starting to trot out this Russian collusion thing again because they already know that Joe's on the ropes. I mean, he's in the corner getting pummeled at this point. In whatever poll you trot out there, and even the mainstream media that typically is our leftist shills, they're even beating the guy up. Um, what do you think the scenario is? Do you, I mean, you mentioned musical chairs. Do so they just kind of keep flip-flopping between Kamala and Joe, and, and is it going to be like some kind of tandem leadership things? Like, hey, look, now we can run two puppets. I, I mean, it's weird. I mean, what's that scenario going to look like? I think they've gamed this out. I think, I think our side is, well, look, I look at this, and this is very – uh, you know, I controversial. This is very controversial. What I'm about to say. Come on, baby. But I think this is all right. Good, because this has been <laughs> game down on both. But I'm watching. You know, I'm a boxer, and I look at strategy, and I'm watching strategy here. I, I, you know, Tucker Carlson doing the hit piece on 
on Obama, uh, kind of talking about his sex life, his, his affair with another man. Um, that is setting the stage for what's going to lead to, I think, Michelle and I think it's going to or Michael. And it's going to lead to uh, it's also going to lead to his fake documents, his uh, his birth certificate. And so what they're doing is doing damage control. Their whole I think this is an operation, Jad. Wow. I'm going to tell you this right now. I think it's a it's a it's a it's a white hat and black hat operation. The more I'm watching this of what's happening behind the scenes is is plain as day to me. And people need to wake up to this. This there, Trump has some. I'm going to tell you, Trump ain't doing this alone. There's very powerful people behind Trump that have gained this out just as much. Mm. And I think uh, we're watching is a brilliant game of chess. And I think um, what we're going to see here, I think the maneuvering that we've been watching, Pelosi being ousted from the House, being replaced with McCarthy. Yeah, they were allowed to cheat everywhere else, but they didn't cheat where Nancy Pelosi was. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. That was a strategic move to remove her. And now what we're watching with the House hearings and everything that's taking place is what we needed. And I think McCarthy is basically Trump is Speaker of the House by proxy. OK, uh, and this is how I see it. This is a brilliant game of chess. We're countering their moves. And I think this is why we're pushing them into a position where well, there's not going to be a 24 election. There, there's something that's going to happen. I don't know what. Uh, another scandemic, another something. But they're going to have to use some panic moves in which we're pushing them to do. And I think this is about to get really, really interesting. Let's take a quick break. you got a few minutes to hang around, don't you? Let's uh, let's yeah. take let's take a quick break. And I want to come back. I want to talk a little bit about what that would look like. What what would happen if there was no 2024 election and, and the ramifications of that? Uh, what are some of the worst case scenarios that can happen when we come back? Uh, so nobody go anywhere. Um, listen, guys, cleaning your guns is one of those necessary things you got to do. It's, it, for me, it's kind of meditation. I love it, man. It's a nice little therapeutic thing to do. Get those guns out and clean them. Dirty job. You got to do it. We've learned that the patches are messy. They're not always efficient. Some of the other things that you can use to clean your guns, well, they don't do as necessarily a good a job as you think they're doing. I found a better solution. I've recommended it to you over and over again. Want to do that again. And that's my folks over at Barrel Buddy. Barrel Buddy compresses to fill the interior of your gun's barrel. It cleans the rifling grooves. It's got seven different sizes which will match any caliber firearm you own and barrel buddies composed of the polymers that don't leave behind those residual particles so it's safer as well which is a great concept cleans by scrubbing and collecting particulates then absorbs any remaining residue and busts in the interior surface clean even use it to lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it cleaning your guns folks it's a it's a very important part of being a responsible gun owner and barrel buddies a new concept it's a safer concept it's a better way to take care of your firearms so get some i promise you're going to love them go to barrelbuddy.com today that's barrelbuddy.com we'll be right back all right we are hanging out with uh, david nino rodriguez uh Nino, I I gotta I gotta congratulate you, man. I know that you mentioned um, the other day on Twitter, three years, nine months, uh, no alcohol, huh? That's awesome. Dude. Today, wow, today, 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 yeah. That, three okay, years, so nine yeah, months. that's amazing, dude. Congratulations on that. That's a that's a heck of a journey. I mean, that's it's a challenge. That's uh, and a lot of folks. I've talked with a lot of folks recently um, who are uh, dealing with that. A lot of them winning that battle, you know, so so congratulations on that and speaking out on that. Why do, why do you think it is before we get back into politics? Why do you think it is that men are so hesitant to talk about their struggles? 
Because we're, we're, you know, growing up, especially me in, in El Paso, that machismo mentality, that masculine, uh, you know, you suppress everything. You, you know, it's it's not masculine to, like, really air out your problems or talk about that. And, and I'm the opposite. I've always been the opposite. I've always been one to seek, seek therapy when I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, I'm, I'm open. I'm like an open book. I, you know, I think if I can help people along my journey and, like, let them know, like, hey, you're not the only one struggling. I'm struggling. We're all struggling. We're all just a bunch of uh, mixed up little kids, you know, and, and for me, it's like if I can if I can help somebody or inspire somebody by being strong for them, by showing my weakness. Yeah. Then that's even better, because if they can look at me and go, look, that guy, heavyweight champ, uh, you know, uh, one time had an unblemished, unblemished 36 and all record. If he can struggle with something, if he has his vices, his demons and he can and he can talk about it freely, then why can't I? Yeah. And that's that's how I look at it. I, I want everyone to be able to look at me and be like, you know, make some kind of inspiration. And it helps me in my journey, too. They hold me accountable. My audience holds me accountable. So if people know uh, that, hey, David's having a tough day today, well, so am I. So yeah. so is the next person. Everyone is. You know, we, we, it, you know life's tough, man. And and then and and I, and I don't mind being the punching bag. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, you know I encourage people. I always tell people. I said, you listen, if, if you if, you need to be watching Nino's Corner. Uh, you can go to Nino's Corner TV. Right, that's the right address. Yep. I gave it right. Yeah, and uh, and check it out because it's a great show. And I love that you're transparent the way that you are. I believe that. I'm like, I'll just show you my struggles, and it might help you. You know, and people can make fun of me. Yep. I'm big enough, man. I can take it. Uh, I'm definitely not thin-skinned, so you know I've always been that way. Whether it's depression or whatever struggles you're going through, just lay it out there, man. Men are, men are weird, you dude. Know, We're weird. Yeah, and and plus it's like boxing. I mean, it's not about uh, if you get hit; it's when you get hit. It's like saying yeah. go swimming and don't get wet. It's <laughs> life too. You got to roll the punches. You got to take the punches. Yeah. And sometimes you're gonna take a hell of a lot more than you give. You know, my ratio right now in my life is like a lot about for every 11 things that are bad that happen to me, one good thing happens. <laughs> and I got to be ready for that, for that opportunity to strike. So I'm patient. I'm, I'm the guy that's waiting in the in the background. But when I see that opportunity, bam, I strike. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but I may take a lot of hits before that happens. And maybe I'll take hits for years. You know, the, the last 10 years for me have been nothing but hits, nothing but hits. So. Uh, the minute that I stopped drinking and turned my life around, then I started landing my own shots. So that's awesome. Um, but I, I, you know, we all go through the dark night of the soul. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. You know, speaking of dark nights, uh, you know, you and I connected a couple of years ago. I was on your show. Uh, we were right in the middle of the quote pandemic, the shutdowns. I, I, I still remember, dude, just sitting there, just. Uh, pissed off because we're living in a world of just insanity people doing real dumb stuff you alluded to that in the last segment talking about if there's not an election in 2024 i i think that all of the planning and all of the rumors and whispers that are out there seem to point to another attempt on the part of you know whoever the the people that are in charge out there that mysterious darkness out there to try to shut us down again what do you think people's reaction if they attempt that again is going to be will it be successful like it was last time or have people learned there's still going to be the sleepwalkers right we still see them in the stores every day i mean i still see them. i still i still people i still see people scared wearing masks some even wearing gloves so you're not going to wake a good percentage of people up but let's say a good let's say let's just for just to round up, let's say 10% of the people, you're not going to, there's just nothing you can do about them. But I think for the most part, I think our country is ready 
for a change. And I, I think we're switching into it. We're going into a paradigm shift, a new consciousness. It froze up one more time. Turn your head. Got, we, that's the problem. We, he's out. You've got all these uh, another solar flares. There we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, now you're back. Okay. So I said the shift in consciousness that's going to happen is going to happen with some kind of event. That's going to be the kind of like the defibrillator that hits us, boom, and jolts us out of our slumber. Yeah. I think we're due for another one. And I think I think the let's call them the black hats or the bad guys, that mysterious group of people that you were talking about, they're going to be the ones to instigate it and start it. And I think we're going to find humanity um, that's going to we're going to we're going to come back. Humanity is going to come back and really take control of the situation this time. I don't believe this globalist uh, agenda is going to happen. I think humanity is going to is going to really surprise itself. And we're going to come back like gangbusters and, and, and win this. And I think Trump's going to be back in office. I, I really see this happening. I think humanity is going to take back control. We're going to control our destiny. Yeah, I appreciate the optimism. I tend to share it with you. Um, I think that the pendulum is going to swing and that spring's going to break. It can only handle so much pressure. And people are going to say enough is enough. What if, it, let's say they don't have an election. Let's say 2024, they just, they game the system. No election. Um, the, you know, the crazy administration that is seemingly in charge right now, they retain whatever power they've got right now. How, how do how do we respond to that? What's going to happen? What what do the American people do? I I personally don't believe that's that's. I think they're going to try to do that because they're going to hold on to power for dear life. But I think anything they try is not going to work. Yeah. Look what they try to do with Trump. Everything they throw at Trump is not working. DeSantis, Pence are falling like lead balloons. Mm -hmm. The Democrats are scrambling right now. They they're they're fumbling the ball continuously. They don't know what they're going to do. They, it's it's like. They're going to play Democrat musical chairs. So we got Ron DeSantis and Pence failing. We got the Democrats failing. We're going in this direction. And I think Trump had put, before he left office, if you watch my show, Nino's Corner.tv, you'll know what I'm talking about. It may shock some of your audience, but my, my audience knows there are safeties in place. I believe there are safeties in place. I think that's the reason Trump uh, locked down, shut down Cheyenne Mountain before he left. Uh, the executive orders he signed before he left the presidency are all safeties in place for when this next event happens that the Democrats are going to push that we let's say let's just call it what it is. Let's say an intervention happens. Let's say um, let's say some kind of military inter intervention happens. I believe that uh, uh, this is when it's going to come from the people. So when this happens, this next event, it's going to be what the people want. And it's allowed and clear what they want. They want Trump. They want liberty. They want freedom. And it's going to come down to that. And the people are going to show who they are when that event happens. Yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, no matter what they throw at Trump, he seems to not only rebound from it, but he comes back stronger. You know, it's, it's, you, he's got a mug shot and immediately people are throwing it on T-shirts and you know, making a it's, it's, it's a marketing ploy at that point. It's awesome. Yeah, and so, so that's what I'm saying. There's nothing they can do to stop this guy, and they're panicking. Yeah. So that's gonna. That's what I'm saying. Strategy, right? So that's pushing them into a panic move. So now they're gonna have to force a panic move, which we will be ready for. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I and I know that um, you know they try. They've tried to use the January sixth debacle to try to scare people off from ever speaking out or speaking up again, and trying to say. 
uh, which is interesting because, as I alluded to earlier, Hillary Clinton is already back to questioning elections. I thought it was illegal to question elections these days. You know, don't you get indicted for things like that? Just ask Trump. Uh, but it's okay if they do it. And they, they you know, the, the scare tactic that January 6th was of now putting people in prison for exorbitant amounts of time for, for just being there. They, they really do want to silence those that are on the right. They really do. And labeling folks MAGA extremists. I mean, even the president's doing that. Uh, so I agree with you, man. Let's agree together in optimism on that thing. Cause it's, it's real easy to be, you know, pessimistic at worst and, you know, cynical at best. And people are tired of being disappointed, man. I tell you, they really are. David Nino Rodriguez, what all, what are all the best ways people can find you? We know Nino's corner.tv. You got a huge audience, dude. And, uh, and I love your voice and, and what you use that platform for, but, uh, where all can people find you? Nino's Corner, basically. Nino's Corner on Telegram. Nino's Corner on YouTube. I have my morning shows every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's basically where they can find me. Just Nino's Corner. And then Nino's Corner.tv if you want to dive deep into the underbelly of the deep state war. Yeah. And you stir it up, dude. And I want you to keep on doing it. So listen, don't break your neck on a horse. <laughs> Stay on the dadgum thing because we need you. We need your voice. Brother, I appreciate you again. Congratulations on the sobriety and, and all of the good things that you got going. And uh, I really do appreciate you, man. Let's get you back soon and, uh, and we'll talk then. Take care, buddy. Yeah, hopefully I'll get better reception where I'm at next time. Ah, Sorry about good. the Wi-Fi. No, nah, it's all good. I love it, man. I, I, lo I love it. No problem. David Nino and Rodriguez, we'll talk to him soon. Hey, guys, since the early days of Blaze TV, we've been fortunate to work with the team over at Relief Factor. At the time, they brought an unknown anti-inflammatory to the marketplace that they had tested in their hometown of Seattle. It has shown remarkable ability to reduce pain for many different types of chronic ailments. Relief Factor is awesome. I use it. It's an all-natural alternative to pain medications. It keeps you pain-free because inflammation, it's not only the chief cause of pain, but it's also a factor in many other diseases as well. And Relief Factor will always work to keep your inflammation markers in check. Now, there's hundreds of thousands of people who order Relief Factor every month. 70% of those people keep reordering it because it works. And you can order a trial pack right now for $19.95 to see if it's going to work for you. And you'll find out very fast if it works for you. And I bet it reduces your pain. Go to relieffactor.com to order it or call them 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800, the number four, relief. Go to relieffactor.com and feel the difference. We'll be right back. Now, as most of you know, as uh, viewers and watchers and listeners to the show, um, typically we tape the Thursday episode on Tuesday. So uh, there's some things we didn't get out that I want to get to that may be old news at this point. I probably not, though. Uh, but here's something that will stand the test of time. It's just Trump being Trump. OK, play clip number 17. Mm. But you have a better chance of being struck by lightning than hitting a whale with your boat. There has only been, listen to this, one such whale killed off the coast of South Carolina in the last 50 years. But on the other hand, their windmills are causing whales to die in numbers never seen before. Nobody does anything about that. They're <laughs> washing up and show. I saw it this weekend. Three of them came up. They wouldn't, you wouldn't see it once a year. Now they're coming up on a weekly basis. The windmills are driving them crazy. They're driving, they're driving the whales, I think a little batty. And 
There is nothing better than a little bit of Trump out of context. He's he's just the best. This is why when people say like, "Who are you gonna vote for?" Be like, "I'm voting for content." Yeah, I want to be able to play <laughs> clips like that every single episode. Although Biden provides some pretty good stuff too. I mean, if his you're is for good, content, but his is good in like a ah, this is a car wreck kind of way. Yeah, the yeah. Donald is just like, folks, we gotta save the whales. We gotta They're save gonna the look whales. Crazy. Quite frankly, these boats, they're making the whales go a little bad. <laughs> it's uh, the windmills. Windmills are killing more whales. And my favorite part is when he talks about weird stuff like that, he's usually right. I, it, that's the point. Yeah, it's the strangest things he's right about. That's the point. It, it's like people love to make fun of him. And Sarah Gonzalez, we always laugh about one time we were in the audience, Trump was speaking, and he started talking about the windmills, and it's like a bird graveyard. Underneath these windmills. <laughs> I don't know if you guys realize, but it's a bird graveyard. These these beautiful bald eagles, they fly over. They're just innocently flying over, being glorious. Woke up this morning, they're glorious. I don't know if you've ever seen a bald eagle flying. It's, you put your hand over your heart, it's glorious. And then they fly through the windmill. Uh, it's just, and that's the end. There's no other president that in the middle of his speech just be like, the windmills are killing the whales. We got to talk about it. Uh, but then you go back and you look at it, it's like, oh, shit, he's yeah. right. <laughs> My favorite one was he talked about uh, was cleaning up like the, the forests in California when they yeah. were having those fires. Yeah. And it turned out he was 1,000% right. correct. And I caught a lot of crap over that because I was like, Mr. President, the timing of this is bad. Yeah. Like, because it was like right on the deal. People yeah. are dying. And he's like, you got to get the brush out from underneath the trees. Yeah. And people are like, he's right. I'm like, I, he may be right, but the timing is bad. <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> like, I, what I'm trying to say to people is, come on, just let's polish this guy a little bit. But again, the true hardcore Trump walks on water people out there, they don't want any criticism whatsoever. I mean, they're just like dead level truth. Yeah, don't matter when you give it. Like, I like to be a little gracious. Yeah. Like, let's let's let them sort out some things and then let's provide the solutions yeah trump doesn't care no no but yeah but he's never is, cared he's i mean even in business he's never cared no but yeah it is getting a little particularly online i'm kind of just tired of all the representatives of yeah all the other candidates it's just can we can we not like it's <laughs> it's it's not even it's not even funny anymore like at the beginning i was like oh this is great they're gonna troll each other yeah now it's just now it's yeah. kind of sad well now you're getting now you're getting you know and our buddy steve dace i had to i had to get on you know it was joking about him the other day to somebody i said i love steve dace don't get me wrong but i was like okay because he's obviously on board for desantis he is uh he's hardcore Heavily on board for DeSantis. Yeah. But now equating anybody that says anything for Trump, he's saying, oh, go get another booster. And I'm like, okay, that's bad form. <laughs> that's yeah. bad form. Yeah, the trolling is really, uh, it's brought the worst out of everyone. Yeah. And and I try to be, you know, who am I to talk, right? Um, who am I to talk? Well, let's give, let's give Ron DeSantis a little love, okay? Everybody gets mad when we do it, but let's do, uh, just play. And, and Ron's not wrong here. Ron's not wrong. Play clip number eight. Yep. Donald Trump said uh, Who's that in an interview with Meet the Press, he said Florida's six-week abortion ban was a terrible mistake. Protecting unborn babies that have detectable heartbeats is not terrible. Uh, it's noble. It's just. And it should be something that anyone says that they're pro-life would embrace. 
I don't see how you could claim to have been at one time pro-life and then turn around and say that it's terrible that a state would enact protections for life. And we did, I think, what most people were hoping states would do uh, once Dobbs uh, came down. So it's something that, that I'm proud that we did. It was the right thing. It was based on science and data and evidence uh, in terms of in terms of that detectable heartbeat. And there's a bunch of other states that, that did similar. And, and I think that they, they stood up and, and stood for life as well. So what you can't do is, especially on fundamental issues, you can't say that, um, you know, the question, should uh, an unborn that has a detectable heartbeat, should they be protected or not? Or can it just be flushed away? And it doesn't matter if 80% of the people think it should be protected or only 20% of the people think it could be protected. It's not a poll question. It's a fundamental question about your values, about what you think. I think this country is based on the idea that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, starting with the right to life. So when I have that in front of me, uh, that decision is, of course, it's something that's willing that, that, that you should protect. It's not terrible uh, to be able to save lives. No compromise. Well, here's the thing. It's one thing to say that there are um, strategic judgments that can be Correct. made about how to advance the cause. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. In fact, I've welcomed people to have thoughtful ways. If I, you know, Texas is going to be different than California. How do you advance the cause of life in California? You may have to have a little, you have to trim your sails to try to make some progress. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But that's something different than saying once a state has already enacted protections to to, uh, castigate that as being something that's terrible. And here's the thing, the the damage that he did with that um, is more than just this campaign. There's going to be potentially on the ballot in Florida a a referendum for a constitutional amendment to to basically have abortion on demand. The left is pursuing it. And if that passes, that means a legislature can never do anything to protect to protect life. Do you think they're going to run ads to Republicans and, 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 and independents showing Trump to Trump voters saying Trump didn't like this vote the other way for us? Of course, they are. They're going to weaponize what he said to try to defeat the cause of life. And so it was it was a really hurtful thing. It was really harmful. And I remember watching his March for Life speech when he went. I thought it was an excellent speech. He spoke, you know, look, he was on a teleprompter, whatever, but he spoke. The words he spoke were talking about the dignity of every every life. I mean, look, we're better as a society when everybody counts. And, uh, and, and there, there's a long road necessarily to, to realize that in, in, in the totality. But when states are taking positive steps in that direction, thank them, give them kudos, welcome that, uh, don't denigrate it. Of course, that full conversation between Glenn Beck and Governor Ron DeSantis can be found on the uh, Glenn Beck podcast. Um, check it out. It's a good conversation. I tend to uh, tend to 100% completely agree with Governor DeSantis. Also, I mean, again, if you're going to talk about saving whales' lives, certainly you could talk about saving unborn babies' lives. And that was a, a rough a rough go of it, uh, trying to appease a broader um, voter populace by what Trump said. I, I didn't agree with him at all on that, and I think it, he needs to take that back. Um, but... Uh, also, when I hear that conversation, when I watch that and uh, listen to Ron DeSantis, it reaffirmed my convinced uh, opinion that he needs to remain the governor of Florida, where he's been duly elected, and he needs to do the job there. Let's, let's finish this fight with Trump. Warts and all. Warts and all. Um, I, I, think, I think we're in a battle, and it's going to take 
we're in a battle. <laughs> we are in a battle, and we need the barbarian to step back in. And I'm here for it. Um, you've heard me talk about that plenty. Hey, uh, another podcast I think you guys will like. Will uh, it'll help you get to know uh, how to function in this crazy world we've lived, we're living in. Uh, where the truth has been turned upside down and kids are being misled and marriages are falling apart and Christian values that held this country together for so long are going out the window. And uh, it's, it's a podcast that will help you share God's truth more than now more than ever. Uh, that's what the podcast Refocus with Jim Daly is all about. Jim Daly, of course, is the president of Focus on the Family. Uh, Focus on the Family has been around for about 40 years, an incredible Christian organization. They've been helping families follow their faith for over 40 years, helping you raise your kids, helping your marriage. And Jim Daly, he's been the president of Focus on the Family for 20 of those years. He's helped millions of people learn and uh, and share God's truth. So he knows Knows his stuff. On the Refocus podcast, Jim talks to other experts about things you deal with all the time, whether it's, you know, living in a cancel culture and sharing your faith, dealing with woke politics. So I want you to check out Refocus with Jim Daly on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. That's Refocus with Jim Daly. We'll be right back. Ah, boy, I tell you what, Facebook is weird, man. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's Facebook. Do y'all even get on Facebook? Do you, Brandon, do you even care about Facebook? Literally the last time I signed on to my Facebook was because I needed to find my old uh, college professor's phone number for my uh, recommendation to get hired here. Yeah. Outside of that, I hadn't touched it since like 2010. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely an older audience on there. A lot of people on there that are uh, from another generation, I'll tell you. Uh, I got to get better about some of these other platforms. Now, Instagram is huge for me. I'm, I'm now reaching 23 million accounts. And that's accounts, not people. That's 23 million accounts every 30 days. Just big boy numbers. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. huge. Um, you would think someone would take advantage of that. <laughs> but uh, it's almost like I know what I'm doing. But... Uh, yeah, Instagram's huge. Twitter, I just hate, still hate it, dude. I just can't stand it. Now I'm on there every single day stirring shit up. But, like, you can't have any fun on Twitter. Everybody's got to go at each other. They're at each other's throats, which, again, let's be honest, that's fun. It's fun. Um, did you see, uh, we were talking with uh, uh, David Rodriguez there, at, and he's, he's, of course, in El Paso. Did you guys see what the Eagle Pass uh, mayor said about uh, the border crisis uh, play clip number four does the president bear some of the responsibility I mean, for the crisis in your city i'll be honest with you i believe 100 percent he does bear some responsibility uh, for this crisis i haven't heard from anybody in the administration uh, the president hasn't put out the state, a statement, the vice president, I haven't heard from anybody. Nobody has bothered to call me, anyone in the city staff saying, hey, this is the federal government. We know what you're going through. We're worried about you. This is our plan of action. Nothing. We're here abandoned. We're on the border. We're asking for help. This is unacceptable. Please just enforce the laws that are on the books. Uh, in... <laughs> I like that political statement, though. He says, I 100 percent believe that some of the blame is on the Biden administration. Yeah, we know that some of the blame is I, I'm going to go with all of the blame again, because and he followed up with with the proof of that. Haven't heard a peep from this administration. Now, this is the mayor in Eagle Pass, Texas. 
thousands upon thousands crossing uh, consistently, constantly. And he says, I hadn't heard a peep from them. I mean, this is the epicenter of where this crisis is happening. And uh, says, you just got to enforce the laws that are on the books. I mean, you know, the federal agents, the Border Patrol, the ICE agents, they're not federalized government employee Uber drivers to take illegals to a processing center to give them a flight to anywhere. And and David was right. Nino was right. Uh, you go to El Paso's airport, you go to McAllen, you go to Brownsville, you go to any of these airports, and I'm telling you, I was in an airport the other day, and you see them. I mean, they're just there. They're going to wherever they've chosen to go in our country. They got the envelopes with whatever's in there. They've got their papers that allow them access to go through not only security, but to get on an airplane, and boom, there they go. Greg Abbott the other day has promised that more illegals are going to be bussed into the interior of the nation. It's not a policy I agree with. I understand that it's worked to open a lot of people's eyes, like, you know, the New York government, but... They're there now. What are you going to do? They're now in the interior of the country. If we start having a mass deportation, as Nino was talking about, how are you ever going to round all of these people up? This is a humanitarian crisis. It's a nightmare at this point. So, again, you got to stop it at the source. And the source, of course, is the southern border. It's a mess, dude. It's a mess. But, no, we're going to sit around and speculate whether or not Bob Menendez was taking money out of his bank account to buy gold bars. You know, we didn't really talk about that this week. Bob Menendez, I mean, they're going to put his ass on trial. Trust me, they're going to find him guilty, too. They, they, he's crossed somebody. You know, Bob Menendez, they found however many hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash and, you know, just stuffed in pockets there in his clothes in his closet and the gold bars. And, of course, his excuse was, well, since I'm, I'm Cuban, you know, I, I understand – how they can just come uh, take your stuff. <laughs> I mean, forget the fact that you're an American lawmaker. You're 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 the senior senator from New Jersey, dude. You're not in Cuba anymore unless you know something we don't know. But to make $180,000, $184,000 a year on a senator's salary, living in Washington, D.C., as well as New Jersey, two places that are very expensive places to live. So while it sounds like $185,000 a year is a lot of money, it really works out to not much in the grand scheme of things. But to say that over you know, all these years as a public servant, your excuse is that you, it sounds antiquated to do it, that's what he said, takes you know thousands of dollars every year out of my account and I convert it into gold bars no you don't no you don't because it's 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 numerically logistically physically impossible for you to be able to do that and have i don't know uh four five hundred thousand dollars just sitting around the closet um i'll tell you if you're from cuba and you value those things so much that you're afraid could be taken away from you i don't think they're going to be in the pocket of your blazer like, you're going to do a little more to secure those things. So if Bob Menendez is guilty, how many more out there are guilty of the bribery and the corruption? And, you know, they're, they're going to nail this guy to the wall. But Biden and, and his family, they're going to skirt right on through. No big deal. Because if you read Bob Menendez's story, man, it starts to sound an awful lot like the president and his crew as well. So um, and, and then on the flip side of things, you know, um, oh, shoot, play clip number 11, pull clip number 11. This this is where your taxpayer dollars are. This is what's going on in Ukraine. All right. Play clip number 11. 
American taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the US government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers and covering yeah. the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. Yeah. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes uh. looking for survivors. <coughs> and the US also funds the divers, who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Russia's invasion shrank Ukraine's economy by about a third. We were surprised to find that to keep it afloat, the US government is subsidizing Stylish. small businesses. I love a good jumpsuit. Yeah, look at that war-torn country. <laughs> yeah. You know? Looks I mean, they're out there just with they're just out there training dogs. And yeah, it looks horrific. She's going to Nordstrom's, man. She probably had to <laughs> walk the long way around around the bombs going off. What a fake war, Jesus I mean, Christ! It, it's insane, dude. It's insane. They're trotting out the weaponry there, and then they're like, "Oh, look, well, there's these people are just farming." I mean, that could be Indiana right there, and then they got these guys that are training to be firefighters. All fifty-seven thousand of them. She made sure to include that. I mean, there's training. This is not an active scenario. The dog is just training, not really looking for cadavers here. Um, and then they're out in the river with their metal detectors. They're also just training, but they try to spin this thing. Like, look at all the good things we're doing in subsidizing the Ukrainian government and also their small businesses and more training. I mean, th that's, yeah, there you go. Look at there. Oh, well, don't, yeah. you can't say anything about it. That's Kiev. That's 300 miles from the closest front. Yep. Man, at least in Iraq, we were blowing things up. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, give me some of that Vietnam footage. Yeah. At least we were laying waste to their country. This is not even <laughs> bombed. No one has a gun. No. No, but my critics, my critics are going to come at me and say, oh, but Chad, you're a Russian propagandist. Not, I, literally, I, you guys are Ukrainian propagandists. I just saw the footage. <laughs> I literally just saw the footage. And, and oh, and by the way, uh, you guys in Canada were just applauding an SS member. So, yeah, save it. Save it. Hang tight. We'll be right back. I don't know if you guys saw this uh, Blaze.com article. Parents, parental rights really anger me. That's a non-binary author indicates that efforts by parents to protect kids from his LGBT propaganda have prompted him to do it more. Look at this guy. Look at this clown. Woo! The physiognomy does not lie. Wow, that's right. Parental rights <laughs> anger me. Good Lord, have mercy. That's meatloaf on drugs. That's meatloaf right now if they dug his dead ass up. Are you saying you wouldn't trust that fellow with your kids? No, he's going to do it more. Check that guy's hard drive. Because I promise you, that's a 45-year-old. He's sexually unspecific plurality. Uh, yeah, that's called multiple personality disorder. It's called schizophrenia. Three faces of Gino. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, he, he wrote a book uh, called George. He became a darling of the Democrats and other leftists, particularly those helming classrooms and stocking bookshelves. Uh, but don't you parents go to any school board meetings and speak out against, against clowns like Gino. 
God forbid. Yeah, he's going to do it more. Hey, guys, go over to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. I got some shows coming up, and I'd love for you to come and visit with me and uh, hang out. Let's have some good times, all right? Uh, lots of stuff coming up. And uh, check it out, watchchad.com. And if you have not subscribed to Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com slash chad. Use promo code chad. This weekend, we're in Granbury, Texas. We're going to be over in Texarkana. And then we're bouncing around the country some more. And uh, go to chadonblaze.com. Get your cocaine shirt. That's what I said. I love y'all. God bless you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.